Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Red X Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we have a really, really uh, exciting podcast that we're going to go through today, uh, and I'll talk more about that. But whether you're on uh, YouTube, if you're on our Facebook page, if you're watching on our website or any other channel, uh, thank you for joining us. And make sure if you have questions for our guest today, please message those questions in. We'll make sure that those questions get relayed over to our guests and uh, we'll answer those as best we can. Uh, I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. We've got Jason Wang, realtor from Charleston, South Carolina, and one of his expired listing clients with him, Sarah King. Sarah and Jason, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. It's an honor. This is uh, this is going to be exciting. We uh, typically we have one guest on here at a time. We're talking about real estate practices and tips, uh, thing ways to create opportunity opportunities and create stability. But this is going to be really exciting because a large portion of our audience are prospecting to expired listings, uh, and uh, in this in this particular scenario, Sarah, you had your home on the market, didn't sell, and uh, and and you got connected with Jason as he, as he was prospecting to expired listings, and your home is currently under contract, ready to close here in a few days. Is that correct? A couple of weeks, yes. I'm a couple of weeks. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. That's fantastic. So here's here's some of the dying questions that I have for you, Sarah. Is is obviously when when you put your home on the market, you you put it on expecting that home to sell. And, and it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not often that somebody puts their home on the market without the expectation that that home is going to sell. So I'm curious to know what kind of feelings and what kind of thoughts are going through your head when that home didn't sell. We talked before the show and you'd mentioned that it was on for four months and didn't sell. Four months in the current markets that we're in is a long time. What, what's going through your head when that, that expiration date comes and goes and that home is uh, is is not any closer to being sold. What were what were the thoughts and feelings that you had? Uh, it was very frustrating because we moved into our new home eight months earlier, and um, so we thought once we put it on the market, it would go fairly quickly. Because for many years, people said how much they loved it and they were interested when we put it on the market, and then nothing. Ha well, maybe we had fourteen, twelve or fourteen showings. But it turned out a number of those showings were people who weren't qualified, pre-qualified. And one of them, they showed it four times to the same person who ended up saying he couldn't afford the house. Wow. So we got excited a number of times and then turned out that it wasn't uh, going to happen. And, so, we, and we did get frustrated. We took it off the market and debated whether we would move back in because we loved the home. Well, and 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 to see it, so many, so many buyers go through that were not even pre-qualified, right? That, that seems like an oversight between maybe on behalf of your former realtor or 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 the, the buyer's agent that they're working with. It seems like people coming into the home should have been pre-qualified to, to look at the home. Was that just an added, added measure of frustration of the whole process? It was because we were assured that that would happen. It, it's a nice gated neighborhood with 
very fairly expensive homes and uh, great amenities. And so we just thought that they would bring people in who really could live there. Yeah. Um, but, but the more the frustration grew and every time we went back to the house, we loved it and thought, what did we, why did we move? <laughs> so <laughs> when the day it came off the market, Jason called me within hours and I was quite impressed with that. So, yeah. So tell me more about that, that experience. So the day it comes off the market, uh, did you have calls from other agents or was Jason the only one that, that, that called? Jason was the first and he was the was first. Very, he was the first. He was very impressive. And then the phone didn't stop ringing and emails. And I, I took my phone off the hook for a while, but we were, I was so impressed with Jason that we did make an appointment, even though we said to my husband and I, our children are grown and gone, but we had said, let's wait a few weeks and make a decision because we'd been so disappointed in someone that we knew and thought would do a great job. We thought maybe we just shouldn't sell it right now. And we thought maybe the COVID was hurting things also. Um, so we just waited, we were going to wait. And then I heard from J when I heard from Jason, I said, well, let's talk to him. And we were going to interview. We said, we, if we do this, we're going to interview at least five people. We met Jason and that was the end of it. We canceled the rest. <laughs> so, so you, you, you mentioned um, pre-show that this, this agent that you were listed with, you had every confidence in going into that first contract, you had every confidence and even a little bit of loyalty through maybe some, some association with that person, that, that realtor, you'd, you'd promised that realtor that when it came time to sell, she would get the listing. Correct. 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 And, 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 did that make it that much harder? I mean, that much more frustrating? It did. It did until it came time. And I said, you know, let's just break the contract. It's not, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, she had a partner who we didn't know, who I'd never met. Uh, and I had lots of friends in real estate. So it was my loyalty to her because I told her I would. Yeah. And she had a partner who was very, very nice when I finally met him. But she never came to the house. I never saw her. Even from the time I agreed she could sell it, her partner was the one that showed it. And, um, and I couldn't feel like I could talk to him the way I could talk to her. Yeah. So it was just, it just didn't work for us, but Jason did immediately. So what, so what was it? That, so I, I love this, that you're going, we're, we're, we're going to wait a couple of weeks. We're going to interview at least five people to find the right one. And yet, and yet Jason comes in, as like knight in shining armor, it sounds like, right? There was something about him so impressive. What was it that made you go against all those those rules that you'd set for yourself or that that thought, right? At least that we're gonna wait. What was it that Jason that that made him so impressive so much that you that you were willing to set that appointment? Jason is so professional. I mean, everything he said, he knew exactly the right answers. He handled himself well. And I, I've told other people who I, who've asked me who they should list with. Um, I worked for, I worked with Ronald Reagan. I worked with Frank Borman, Jim Edwards, a lot of people who were very professional, well-known. Jason had them all beat. He was wow. just professional and, and knew what he was doing. I mean, I think we talked the next, was, was it the next day that we signed a contract with you? Or maybe I think we met on Friday and Monday we signed the contract. Yeah, we met on met. On, I think it was a Thursday. I think it was, I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. I think we talked on a Saturday, set the appointment yeah. for a Wednesday, 
Um, Wednesday, they obviously she had mentioned that she was torn between do I sell it or do I put it on the market and, you know, wanted to give it time and, and everything like that and kind of said, well, we'll know by by Monday. And I followed up with her every single day, um, twice a day, I think, even some days between Wednesday and that Monday. And then Sunday came around and we were ready to go and got everything ratified and, and ball rolling on Sunday. And I think so, within a week you had a contract. Wasn't it a yeah. week later? Yeah, so, so a week or two. So within, within a couple of weeks, you had this home under contract when it sat, I, I mean, I guess it didn't sit unattended, right? You had lots of unqualified buyers come through. But I mean, totally different experience. Am I right, Sarah? Oh, completely different. Completely different. That, that, is, that is awesome. And I have more questions for you, Sarah, but uh, we have a question coming in for you, uh, for you, Jason, from Haley Johnson. She says, she says, this is amazing. She wants to know what your script or your approach was when you first got Sarah on the phone. So what did that first conversation look like um, to, 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 to get you to where you are today, right? That, I mean, that first 30 seconds is really, really important. What did that look like for you? Uh, for, what was the basis of that conversation? What was your script? So first of all, is yeah, I, I would say is I probably did have a script. We all have a script, whether we know it or we don't. Correct. Um, but what I always say is more importantly than the script is, is the connection. Okay. Um, no matter how good of a script you have or what's been proven or not, there's many out there. Um, we follow a lot of Mike Ferry scripts. Um, okay. But ultimately it's the connection and it's being able to build that trust and, and have strong enough communication and know how to talk to people, ultimately be a salesperson and be a good communicator, which is what people want to hire agents for is, you know, every agent says I'm good at communication, whether that's be how often they communicate, how they communicate. But I think um, being a good communicator from the first moment you get somebody on the phone is what's going to decide if they stay and talk to you or not. And so that's matching tonality, matching mirror and matching um, style and words that people use and ultimately taking yourself out of your comfort zone, your tribe and natural language and speaking to people the way that they want to be spoken to and the way that they feel most comfortable. It's not about being slimy or shady or doing these tactics. It's really about putting yourself in somebody else's tribe. This is how that person talks. I'm calling them, seeing if I can help them. So I'm going to give them the respect of speaking the way that they like to speak to. We're in Charleston, South Carolina. So we've got a lot of people who are from the South that can't stand what they would call the Yankees up North. And then we've got a lot of the Yankees down here that have moved down here that can't stand the way that the Southern people talk. And so as a respect, when you get somebody on the phone is it doesn't matter where you're from or how you talk. If you're going to ask for their business and see if you can help them, in my opinion, you better talk like them and talk the way that they want to have a conversation, regardless of what script you use, regardless of your pitch, anything like that. You, you have to show enough respect and build that connection through mirror matching, tonality, rate of speech, um, and those things is what I'd say on that. I don't know the exact script that I use. No, no, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a fantastic answer, right? I think, um, I, I, I mean, what I gleaned from that is you went into this going, it's not about me. It's a, it's about Sarah. It's about Sarah and her husband and getting this home sold. And, and you were putting, it sounds like you were putting that above 
even even the desire to 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 get the listing right you're there to to serve and and uh, and provide a service um is, is that is that a fair interpretation that i'm taking away from that yeah i would i would say so and okay yep yeah and and sarah do you feel like that was that was the case you felt like that professionalism that's how you've described it do you feel like it was that willingness that he was coming in to say look i truly want to help i truly want to to get this home sold for you and i have the ability to do that is that what you felt like maybe drew you to him in those first conversations absolutely uh, you could feel there was a sincerity a, a true sincerity that he wanted to sell the house for us and he asked questions he he knew who we were fairly quickly I believe. I mean, I could be wrong, Jason. <laughs> he was, <laughs> um, but he was that good. I, we felt like he did. And I do. I do my homework. I yeah. I don't just let a, a phone, whether I'm hand dialing, using a dialer, Red X, any of the other ones, I don't just let it dial wait till somebody answers and then shoot off a script. Even if I haven't done my homework before, it starts dialing them. While it's dialing them, I'm doing my research. I'm 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 I know more information when that person answers the phone than anybody else that's calling. Whether that's their name, how long they've owned the property, how many times it's been off the market, what price changes occurred with it, what their previous agent um, is up to, who their previous agent is. I usually um, have a pretty good understanding of of what I'm getting into versus just shooting from the hip and and hoping that a script works on somebody. And, and, and do you feel like that, that process that you go through to gain that information, um, is, is worth it, right? Because there might be some who go, I don't need to do that. I'll get on the phone and we'll fly by the seat of my pants. But in your experience, what you're saying is it's worth it for me to, to spend the time to do that because, because that, that, that goes, I mean, that lends to the, the professionalism lends to the, I'm here to serve. Is that, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I love that. I can I can add to that. Um, fairly soon, I think it was fairly soon after we met Jason, he called and asked me about my mother being from Poland. And not that many people know that my mother's from Poland, but there were newspaper articles in the past that talked about her past. And Jason called and asked me questions about it. And it really impressed me that he took the time to find out who he was working with. I, I mean, when he says that he finds out, he's not kidding. He knows. That is awesome. Yeah, he knew the other realtors. He knew how many houses they had sold. Um, you couldn't, you could not fail to be impressed with that his really cool. knowledge. Yeah, it really was. It, it was impressive. <laughs> Now, in in spite of the professionalism and and even even just in the way you're talking, right? I can I can tell that you're impressed by the way that he's done business and and handled your transaction thus far. But even going into this, was there was there any skepticism going into listing again? Even in spite of the professionalism, were you going, well, let's hope it works this time, or did you have the confidence in Jason that he was the guy to get it done? We were pretty. We were fairly burned. I mean, there was even yeah. a time when one of the realtors, I don't know who or if it was the ones that we had, were working with, they pulled a plug that was attached to a plumbing situation. And when we walked in the house, the ceiling in the living room, a couple of days later, the ceiling had fallen in. So oh. we say it was on the market for four months, but it was actually three months because it took that long to repair the ceiling. And 
there was never any, you know, well, I'm sorry, or this happened, or what just nothing at all. It was just let us know when you're ready to show it again. Wow. And that was very disheartening. But Jason just, you knew that you weren't going to have those problems with Jason. I don't, I, I can't tell you why, other than he was so professional. He really cared about what our interest was. He even said, if you want to, if you ever want to cancel with me at any time, just let me know. And you're not tied to, um, to a contract. And, and the people before knew how disappointed we were and tried to keep me at 180 days, which my house would still be on the market. I'm sure Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more feelings falling. So it was just a very, he was night and day. Like I said, we were wow. going to interview, we had five people lined up and, Jason was the first, and we thought both my husband, who's been in various careers, we were both very impressed. That, that is awesome. Now, his, yeah, his, he's great salesman. Mm -hmm. Now, it, we, we do have a question for you, Sarah, from one of our listeners, Amanda Smith out of Texas, and she's a regular listener. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, she says, Sarah, what, what would you say to the agents now that could really help other homeowners uh, of expired listings to feel more at ease by putting their home back on the market. So how, what could you say to other realtors? What advice could you give to them that would help them to have this great second experience that you've had? Well, I think because it's, you went through with somebody else and obviously we're not happy with the results. Um, I keep saying, Jason's professionalism, but I think it's a sincerity more than the professionalism. I mean, my husband's right here. Don't you, what you, his sincerity comes through. And, and after being kind of burned by somebody, that means a lot. Um, he went hand in hand. He had both. He offered both. He offered a lot of knowledge about homes because our house is 40 years old and it's on the water, which is not real helpful to houses. Yeah. Um, and um, he just he just did a magnificent job. I, I don't think there was a minute that we were disappointed. Uh, and, and so it sounds like, I mean, you mentioned a few things. You said, number one, we went with somebody else. That was that was key. But but it sounds like it sounds like the true sincerity, right? That Jason cares about his clients, about the people who may become his clients, about the about the industry. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like he views your assets as valuable, right? He looks at that and he says, Hey, it might not be my home, but it's Sarah's home. And that's, that's what matters. And it sounds like that sincerity is really what has, has built the foundation for the, the, the successful and hopefully lasting relationship that you have. Is that accurate? Absolutely. The relationship that was number one. And the fact that you could tell he cared, he didn't want to just sell it to, to, put another house on his list mm -hmm. um he cared about what we'd been through and what he could do that was different than what we had been through and he certainly performed that way i love uh, it he was immediately yeah and and asked how we felt about things didn't just assume and and do them without asking us it was the sincerity the relationship building and um and that was in the first visit so that you know for two old people like us that's pretty impressive <laughs> that, well it, that's impressive for anybody right i mean to, 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 to and i and i i i love the fact that you had set some ground rules you'd said we're going to wait a few weeks we're going to interview five people and and yet jason come in came, come, comes in with this this level of professionalism that 
that just blew you out of the water. I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, it totally just impressed you um, and, and made it, it sounds like made it such a simpler process to go around the second time with much better results this time around, as we've seen. Much better, yes, yes. And and he made it easy. And his assistant has been very helpful too. They've just been great. It's It hasn't, it felt like a chore before and now it feels like we can just live our lives and he'll handle it. We know they'll do a great job. I, I think I, didn't I feel think that way before. I think <laughs> that line right there, Jason, is about the best review that you could ever get from a client, right? <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. I, I may not appear like it. I'm. I have tears in my eyes. I'm. Oh. I every time I've heard anything from Sarah is is been amazing what she says, and I'm just genuinely appreciative of you know the opportunity to provide a service and not just be, you know, uh, my real estate card says I'm a salesperson. And I think that, and I, I take full pride in that, but I take more pride in that I'm a salesperson in the right of, I'm doing the right thing for people. I'm a salesperson and I'm doing good with that job title and, and the capabilities that come along with it versus doing bad um, to people as, and I think a lot of salespeople get bad reputations and people don't like salespeople typically. So to be able to hear these things from her and, and other clients, it just, it thrills me. And I can't, I can't, I cannot express the joy that it, it truly provides me. Now, Jason, I, I never recommend anyone else ever. Well, and, and which is, which is amazing, right? I mean, that's the type of relationship that we want to build in real estate because uh, pre-show, Sarah, you'd mentioned that this realtor that you'd promised this listing to for years and years and years that, that you'd you'd sent many referrals to that to that particular realtor is that correct mm -hmm. and and now to now for that to shift right to go i i won't refer anybody else but jason is i mean that is that is the greatest compliment and that's a phrase that you see in real estate often right is the the greatest compliment that that you could give me is you know to trust me with the the transaction for your friends and family but that really is the truth is, is uh, those are the types of relationships that we're trying to build. So um, I, 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 if I could stand and applaud at the moment, I would Jason, but that's, that's what we're going for. He trying to, he, he's, he's earned it. So Jason, I do have some questions for you. Um, and, and uh, Haley, one of the listeners has just messaged in another question. She says, Jason, how much of your business is generated from prospecting to these expired listings? So right now um, I'll pull the, exact number i think right now about 40 to 50 percent um and increasing 40 to 50 percent now in your market i mean expired listings are on the decline in many markets yeah. simply because we had two today. inventory only two yeah when 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 two years ago you know there might have been 20 or 30 or even more i mean to have only two and and to yet to still see that increasing your the percentage of your business right 40 to 50 percent and increasing is uh is phenomenal yeah um we've we've got another question that just came in they say can jason share your script with us and perhaps do you have any youtube clips that they can watch so if you've got some uh, some youtube clips that we we can always get those out to the listeners which is really awesome um so so Prospecting to expired listings. How long is, has have you been prospecting to expired listings? 13, 14 months now. 
Okay. Um, and, uh, and wow. And in that time, that is phenomenal, right. Is to, is to, to go to that. I, I do have this question, um, is why is expired such a good method for generating business? Why, why do you spend 14 months practicing and, 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 um, and generating business there to have that be such a phenomenal part of your business? Why is it, why does it matter? Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a couple sides to it. The first is that these people really have a need. By the time somebody expires, um, kind of like Sarah's mentioned, is, is people put their house on the market expecting to sell it. If you talk to somebody today um, about interviewing multiple agents, they don't care who they, who they put their home on the market with because they see all the headlines about the market so hot, this, that, and the other. And so they've already got all their ducks in a row. They've got their next home they're buying. They're under contract on a home. They've got all their job stuff lined up and they're just putting it on the market with that person that happens to be there in their sphere. And by the time it comes off the market or they, they either expire or cancel that agreement is that that person usually is in, in need at that point. Um, and beyond that need is they've not only essentially it's they, it's not that they've come to you, but in the event that that person, if you don't go to that person, they're stuck with their circle of influence. They might have somebody else within their circle of influence that is good. They might, but knowing the numbers and the percentages of agents that are really doing business and are not is if I don't reach out to them, then Sarah might go with two, three, four more agents before she gets lucky and strikes, it gets with an agent who's actually going to be able to get the job done. So I think there's that part of it. That's essentially, in my opinion, my duty to, to give them a call. Um, but it's also a, a matter of these people, these people, by the time they get done with a bad agent or a bad experience, now they, now they have something to compare to. Now they have the ability to look at what is the difference in agents out there. Most people see all agents the same. Yes. They might see that one agent works more than another or sells more than another, but when it comes down to capability, service, the results, everything, they see us very on a, on a similar playing field. And by the time somebody cancels or expires and I, and I come along, that's when they'll appreciate my services enough to not only pay me what I, I set my value at, but also to hire somebody that they don't know. Like Sarah said, she knows a whole bunch of agents already. So this is, so being an expired or being canceled is when they're at that stage where they will see the value in not going with a friend or a family member and going with a complete stranger. Um, but before canceling or expiring, most people will not do that unless they just don't have anybody within their direct circle that they know or or have talked to about real estate before and it's profitable it's yeah, just the, I, most, it's the most profitable thing you can do highest quality leads that you can call and if i'm if i'm not having to spend thousands of dollars to get sarah to call me we can spend that money on actually doing the marketing and and having the systems and infrastructure to give her the result that that she's described today well, and I love what you said, right, it, it, about how you're right that that I think the general public looks at all agents as created equal. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I often have conversations with my own acquaintances and my own friends where where that's the perception. But you're you're absolutely right. There is a difference in 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 the quality of 
uh, of real estate agent that you get. And uh, and I think generally speaking, those that are prospecting to the expires are those that understand that. They understand that that you're, that those prospective clients, people like Sarah and her husband, are in a tight spot, a frustrating spot, a spot that's really high with emotion, right? And a lot of emotions at that. And so uh, to be able to come into that and, and, uh, and really solve the problem, like you said, they have a need to fulfill that need. Um, and, and you guys are a perfect example, right? Four months on the market, uh, list with a new agent and uh, and under contract within a couple of weeks is is just phenomenal. I mean, such a, a night and day difference between the two. Um, so we've got another question here for you that has uh, has come in, Jason. And uh, uh, Joanna has asked, she says, what platforms other than the client's social media do you use to get to know more about your clients? So, I, so she's assuming that their Facebook, their Instagram, their their YouTube channels and things are places you're exploring. How else are you getting to know not only, and I'm going to expand this question a little bit, not only the, the, the client themselves, but the client's property. How else are you going out there and learning that information that that you said you spent a lot of time doing and Sarah said was impressive, right? Your knowledge was was impressive. How do you go out there and get that information? Google, the MLS, there you know, you I I always tell I always tell sellers they ask me what do I do other than put it on the MLS. I know how to use the MLS. Sure, any agent has access to the MLS, but knowing how to use it, knowing what to look at, knowing the market, knowing what numbers to be looking at, that's a whole different ballgame. And and so it's not just putting a home on the MLS. It, it's using the MLS to the best of its abilities to really understand what's going on and and what the differences are and the nuances and, and everything else you need to know to demonstrate to somebody up front that you know what you're talking about. So so what you're saying is just because you can read the, the cookbook doesn't mean you can follow the recipe well and have a great a great meal at the end, right? Yeah, you, exactly. You got to really know your stuff, and that's that's uh, that's one of those things. Um, so I, I let me look here because we've got questions coming in. I want to make sure that we try to try to get to all of these without jumping around too much. Uh, but another qu question that's come in uh, is uh, is is Jason, do you prospect to for sale by owners as well? And if so, do you have the same level of success with the for sale by owners as you do the expired listings? Yeah. So the first 10 months I was in business, I was actually in a different market. Um, and I didn't prospect expireds. I wasn't allowed to prospect expireds per my coaching. Uh, I was following a certain system. And so the first 10 months in business, I listed and sold about, I think, 26 for sale by owners. Um, right. So I would say I, I've present and right now the, my for sale by owners are about 20% of my business, which a lot of for sale by owners are past expired. They're the, they're the real, they're the real deal. They're the, if somebody expires and then goes for sale by owner, that that's the, that's somebody that's uh, once you can convert them, I mean, cause they're so far gone, they won't even listen to agents at that point. <laughs> they said, forget about agents. I'm done with them. So um, by the time somebody gets there is that's, and I think that's why I've done so well with expireds is because I got beat up with for sale by owners pretty bad. And these are usually the toughest people to want to get to want to hire you. Um, but yeah, I, that was my first pillar in business. Excellent. And you'd mentioned, you'd mentioned earlier in, in our conversation that you tend to follow the Mike Ferry scripts. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the foundation. 
that's the foundation. Do you, do you modify them a whole lot? And the reason I'm asking is because uh, there's there's another question about whether or not you'd be willing to share your scripts. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and people want to know how they can duplicate your kind of success. I mean, 26 for sale by owners in the first 10 months of business is a phenomenal number. I mean, that is a fantastic number to, to, to be able to claim. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't like the whole script conversation because people, no matter what I tell them, they won't do what I did to learn the scripts that I use. Um, but the the process of mastering a script is you got to memorize the script you got to internalize the script you got to master the script and then you personalize the script and this is a process that i learned from my coach greg harrelson so if you ever i'll give him the shout out if you want to hire or join a brokerage in south carolina columbia myrtle beach charleston greg harrelson's the person to talk to he's the reason for these results but that process is i i I followed that to a T. I memorized the scripts. I put in hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of time memorizing the scripts, then hours and hours and hours and hours of time internalizing them, then the same hours mastering them, then the same hours personalizing them. So no matter what script, so no matter what script that I could give to somebody today, it won't matter because it's fully internalized, mastered, and personalized. You don't just come along and take somebody's internalized and mastered and personalized script. You have to start, you, you got to crawl before you can walk. So you got to, and all the scripts out there work. If you will memorize them, internalize them, master them, and then personalize them. The reason people hire me is because I've done all of that and I'm no longer scripted. I'm no longer following a certain question. I know my stuff. I know my questions. I know the answers I need. I know all that. So regardless of who I talk to, I can talk to them in their language and follow the baseline of the script, but it's not scripted anymore. It's just personalized conversation. I know I know the conversation to it's, a deep degree. It's just the best conversation from point A to B. Jason, I never felt like Jason had any script whatsoever. It was, it was just right there himself and sincere from the beginning of walking in the house. That's, that's excellent. And, and that is, and, and kudos to you, Jason, because that really is uh, the, the steps that you mentioned, right. Is to, to, to memorize, internalize, master and personalize, right. Those are the steps to making any, and like you said, any script works, but those are the steps to making it work. And like you said, you spent hours and hours and hours and that's key is I mean, everybody, we practice what we do in our jobs. If, if, if we're an athlete, we practice what we do. If, if, uh, if, if we're in engineering, we practice what we do. If we're in sales, we practice what we do. Uh, and, and that's what, that's what makes you a great agent is, is having gone through those steps to take that script to, to, to just this innate instinct that comes through right now we do have a question another one from from uh, from amanda in texas and she says can you discuss your follow-up system with your leads so you'd mentioned that you followed up many many times with sarah is that typical or is that was there was 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 the follow-up with sarah every day between appointment and contract was that out of the norm help us help us understand a little bit more what your system looks like to make sure that you're communicating the right amount of times at the right times with people to make sure that you're listing as many pr properties as possible. Yeah. So just being honest, I don't have an amazing follow-up system. That's okay. probably one of my weaknesses um, okay. in business, but it, 
I believe in following the sales cycle. Okay. So wherever somebody's at in the sales cycle is that's the follow-up process that needs to be taken. Sarah, I could tell once I, once I, when I set the appointment based on the expectation she set was not that I was going to go there to list her home. I was going to go there to provide her my opinion, find out about what they were looking to do, what everything looked like, give them insights on should they remodel, should they do this stuff, share with her the market. I was going there to be of service to her and find out, you know, and ultimately my expectation was probably not even going to list this. I'm probably going to list and sell their, their townhome for them based on the way the phone call went. So from Saturday till Wednesday, when I had set the appointment, I didn't really even follow up with her much because it was like I set the appointment I'm gonna go there see if I can be a service to her you know and and we'll go from there but from like she said they she kept telling me we're not doing anything for weeks we're not doing anything so at that point it, it was an appointment but it wasn't like a hot hot ready to go lead by the time that I met with them and we had came to that understanding that okay they're basically there they're ready to list once that once that happens yeah I'm calling every day if somebody, if I know somebody is days away from listing or even a week from listing, I'll be calling them every single day. And one thing is like, so if somebody's a month out, then I might follow up with them once a week or a couple times a week. If somebody's six months out, they're going to get a call from me once or twice a month. And they're also going to be put into a CRM to get a drip campaign and, and to get emails from me and updates on the market to make sure that I'm not only staying in touch with them via email, but I'm also calling them. So it just depends on where somebody's at in, in the sales cycle is and how urgent I need to be to, to stay top of mind there. Now, I, I, I'm going to preempt this question because I know it's going to come in here. What CRM is it that you're using to, to manage those longer drip campaigns, longer campaigns that you have in place? Real Geeks. Real Geeks. Our company is uh, is very heavy on Real Geeks. Um, I believe we were one of the first five websites that they developed or something like that. Um, wow. So we have a very, our company has a, a, a very good relationship with them and, and have put extreme value on that, on their platform. That's fantastic. Well, this this uh, this this has been such a, a neat conversation to have, and 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 as I've asked questions and put pieces together, it seems like this is the ideal, right? This is this. It seems like this has just gone so well from both perspectives, right, Sarah? You're looking at this, going, "I'm never going to refer anybody else," and uh, and and Jason, at one point, you said, "Man, I got tears in my eyes <laughs> as we're talking about this this transaction, this experience," right? And, and, uh, and that's ideal, right? That's really what we're going for is we're, as, as, as real estate professionals, we're trying to help people that have a need. And you'd mentioned that Jason earlier is, is these people who have a need to sell their home. They have a need to move on, to move forward, to take the next step in life, whatever that is. Uh, and, and we want to be there to help them do that. Uh, I love that you emphasized that I'm great at what I do because I work hard at it, right? That was kind of an underlying theme that I got. As you said, I practiced for hours and hours and hours. I spent a tremendous amount of time trying to, to find information, to get to know my clients, to get to know the property. Uh, and, uh, and, then, and then you aggressively follow up, right? Once that person's motivated to sell, every single day you got a phone call, Sarah. He said sometimes even twice. Right. <laughs> and, and the other thing, his marketing was amazing. The company we had before, 
prides themselves on all the videos and the length of their write-up. Well, it turned out Jason was short, sweet, some great pictures, just a few, not 65, and um, and a very concise write-up instead of, I don't know, two pages long. And he had so much interest. Uh, he just knew what to do in every part of, of selling a house. That's fantastic. That's that, that is that is exactly what we want. Uh, that's exactly what we want to hear from homeowners like you, Sarah. In your situation, we want to hear that that the agents that swooped in and saved the day knew what to do, and that's fantastic. Uh, I, thank you both for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. This is uh, so fantastic. We uh, we we keep our fingers crossed that the transaction continues to go as smoothly as it has for for the last few weeks. We hope that continues for the next couple of weeks for both of you. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your busy days to be with us. And thank you so much for, for a, a lot of the questions that we had. I, I think that I got to, to all of the questions I think that came in. Um, if I missed something, I apologize. Uh, if you uh, if you had questions and didn't get those answered, the best place to go is, uh, is the Red X customer forum. You can access that from within your uh, Vortex lead manager. So uh, please go there. If you have questions, ask those and we'll get engaged in the conversation there. Uh, but thank you guys and gals for being here with us. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. We do these podcasts just about every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1.30 Mountain Time. Our goal is to provide information that helps you to create opportunities in your business, to build stability in your business, uh, to help us to, uh, to, to continue to drive our businesses forward and grow them uh, in the different ways that we do. So thank you so much. If you're not subscribed to the uh, emails for this podcast, please go to the redx.com, click the podcast link in the upper, uh, in the upper banner, and you will uh, be given an option to uh, subscribe and put your email address in so that you can get the updates for these podcasts, both uh, uh, for, for future ones that are coming up and, uh, and highlight reels and things like that for uh, things coming in the past. Jason and Sarah, I can't thank you enough. This has been a fantastic 45 minutes that we've been, have, had the chance to talk. And, uh, and uh, we are incredibly grateful that the two of you took time out of your day to, to, to share with us. So thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, both of you guys doing this sincerely. <laughs> so if if the two of you guys will stay with me, we'll go over a couple of things post-show. But thank you guys and gals. Uh, we'll see you here in a couple of days at 1.30 Mountain Time on Friday. Thank you. <laughs>